How's it going, everyone? Dean Kulowi right here. Just wanted to present you with uh, this week's audio recording of my live stream. Uh, and this is for Wednesday, May 20th. Uh, if you want to tune in live, uh, make sure you follow me on LinkedIn as well as on uh, my Facebook page as well as, uh, uh, you know, I do I do upload the recordings here on Anchor and also on YouTube as well. Uh, but again, if you want the links uh, to follow me live, uh, make sure you check out my LinkedIn page, my, my LinkedIn profile. Uh, make sure you follow me on there and also uh, my Facebook page. So the links for those will be on my personal website. I'll put the link for that uh, in the description for this podcast. But it's www.deankulawira.com. I hope you want. I hope you enjoyed this week's uh, weekly live stream and hope you get a lot of information out of it. How's it going, everyone? Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to give it a few seconds or a minute uh, for everyone to start logging in. Uh, but hope everybody's doing great. Uh, it's just going to be it's going to be a quick uh, job search Q&A today, folks. Um, and I do have a few announcements to make. But uh, just let me know in the comments if you are able to see me and hear me okay. Uh, I'm just checking here if I am indeed live. Uh, so it looks like I had to give it a few more a uh, few more seconds or so. Yeah, I see people starting to tune in. How's it going, everyone? Good morning. I uh, hope everybody's doing great. Uh, just put in the comments. Let me know that uh, that you can see me and hear me okay. Okay, I'm not seeing any comments. Uh, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Put in the comments. Let me know if you can hear me and see me okay. Okay, I'm not getting any comments. Let me quickly check my phone, uh, folks, because I know sometimes I have the uh, some issues with uh, seeing comments on this thing. So, yeah, I'm getting a like there. Okay, great, great. Yeah, it looks like people are tuned in. So, uh, look, good morning, everyone. Hey, okay, here, here's the comments come. All right, awesome. Natalie, thanks so much for confirming. Rajesh, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in. Bikash, Justin, Pankaj, Alex, what's up? Jeevan. Thanks so much. Thanks everyone for tuning in and, and commenting. And uh, awesome. Looks like uh, so this platform I'm using. So recently they activated uh, it so that I can actually see your see see the LinkedIn comments in the actual platform itself. Because before I had to have an open an, an, another device open in order to see that. So just in case I'm gonna leave my laptop open as well. But looks like I can see everyone there. So good morning. How's everybody doing? How's everybody? Uh, how's everybody's week so far? Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm also broadcasting live on my Facebook page. So everyone tuning in from Facebook, thanks so much for tuning in and uh, joining me in, in for uh, today's uh, uh, live stream. Uh, I'm just going to go over some comments real quick. Uh, Bikash, uh, I'm doing great, Bikash. Hope you're doing great as well. Uh, Jeevan, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, just uh, staying positive and, and uh, you know, um, I'm uh, doing doing the best I can during these times that we're in. Uh, Roland Rohan, how's it going? Uh, Shankara says hello. We'll start the session. Awesome, sounds good, Shankara. Uh, so, folks, uh, hope everybody's doing great. Now, before I so what I'm gonna do today, folks, 
I'm going to be doing, it's just going to be a job search Q&A. I'm not going to be speaking about one specific topic. So for those of you who are actively on the market, or maybe you have some job search questions, interview tips and advice, dealing with, uh, you know, certain rejections, objections and stalls and all that stuff during your job search, put in the comments right now, folks. I'm going to spend today's session purely going over all of your job search questions. Uh, I'm probably going to keep it to around um, maybe 25 minutes to half an hour or so. Now, before I begin, few announcements, folks. So, uh, firstly, um, every week, for those of you who have been following me, I release uh, um, uh, a, a new episode from my Tech Talk series. So, every week, I, I interview experts in the technology space. So, uh, uh, my most recent session came out uh, yesterday. So, my, my my Tech Talk session yesterday was with my uh, my guest Danny Pehar, who's a cybersecurity expert. So, if you have not checked that out, make sure you visit my profile. Uh, it should be in the featured post section of my profile. Make sure you check it out. I'm also re releasing over the week like short clips uh, regarding our discussion. I just re released a clip before I came live just now. Make sure you check that out. A great discussion I have with Danny Pehar. He speaks about uh, a great topic that, uh, you know, and we spoke about a lot of things, but definitely a great thing we spoke about was the limitations of technology in, uh, you know, uh, safeguarding ourselves against cybersecurity threats, vulner vulnerabilities, and compromises, and all that stuff. So make sure you check it out. Uh, and uh, next, next announcement I have is, folks, mark your calendars because I'm starting a new series as well. In addition to my tech talks, and it's going to be probably on Thursdays. And uh, my first episode will be tomorrow Thursdays. But the difference is, it's going to be a live stream. So I'm, I'm going to be live just like I am right now. And my first guest, I'm happy to announce, will be Gurpreet Korman. Uh, for those, those of you, a lot of you might be familiar with her. She posts a lot of job search content on LinkedIn. She will be my first guest. We're going live tomorrow at 2 p.m. So mark your calendars, guys. Now, LinkedIn is not consistent in how they give out these notifications when we go live, right? So just in case, if you're interested in joining, uh, we're going to be discussing anything, pretty much anything and everything job search related, myself and Gurpreet. And uh, we're going to some some areas we're going to cover is resume tips and advice. We're going to be covering like, are, are there even job opportunities out there right now, given the whole situation with COVID? Uh, we're going to be discussing common job search mistakes that candidates make. We're going to be discussing bad job search advice. Like where are, where are a lot of you getting your advice from? Is it credible sources? Uh, what are some bad job search advice that you might be getting out there? And uh, we're going to be dealing with. Uh, something that, uh, you know, I was chatting with Gurpreet yesterday and she was telling about how some of her clients, she, she, she does job search coaching, how some of her clients have, have told her about some negative experiences with recruiters. So being a recruiter myself and someone who advocates uh, a very uh, a high level of service and professionalism in the recruitment space, and given that that's an area I want to influence in the industry, I'm definitely going to be covering with her some of those horror stories that candidates have experienced with recruiters. So I'm going to be speaking about that. She's going to be telling us more about those horror stories and how you can navigate around that and, and deal with those situations. And of course, we're going to speak, be speaking about staying positive uh, during the times that we're in. So again, to, uh, to, uh, that'll be taking place tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time zone, folks. Make sure you mark your calendar because like I said, LinkedIn is not consistent in sending out these notifications. So if you don't get the notification, mark it in your calendar 2 p.m. And then if you don't get the notification, just go to my profile at 2 p.m. tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time zone. And uh, it should be in my activity section. It should show that I'm live. Just click on that and you, you should be able to tune in. So uh, make sure you tune into that. And uh, without further ado, let's get into uh, today's uh, Q&A, folks. So uh, put in all of your job search questions, interview questions, um, you know, objections, stalls, rejections you're receiving. 
you're not getting responses when you send out your resume or your profile. There's not enough job opportunities. Any of your job search questions, put in the comments right now. I'm going to go over those right now. So I'm going through the comments right now. So let's see any questions here. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. So, all right. So I'm going to, so Sheikh Udali has a question. So I'm going to, I can actually, yeah, that's a pretty cool feature, right? I can actually now put in the question uh, on the live stream. So uh, Sheikh, thank you so much for your question. And uh, so what you're asking, so Sheikh is asking any tips for fresh grads? I'm an aspiring front end developer. So Sheikh, that's a great question. Now, if you're a fresh graduate now, I'm, I'm assuming you don't have any previous professional experience in the space. So my advice to you is, firstly, on your resume, make sure you highlight your, your academic experience, right? Because you don't have the professional experience. What you want to do, do is show your, your academic experience. Like what type of projects have you worked on? Uh, definitely men mention the, the technologies, any frameworks, any tools that you did. And don't just mention uh, like the technical aspects as well, uh, Shake. Like try and give some context surrounding the project. Like what kind of a project was it? For example, uh, the project, the academic project was you had to create uh, the front end for a calculator. Make sure you describe that, like what it was. And then secondly, what you want to do is you want to mention uh, what was your team responsible for? Like, was it split into like different teams for the, for the same project? Was it just your team working on this one project? And then finally, you got to mention what, what was your personal contribution now? Uh, given that you're an aspiring front-end developer, Shake, I'm assuming that your contribution would be more so on the front-end side of things. So uh, make sure you signify that on your resume and make sure you mention like what your what your role and what your responsibilities were and mention that so so your academic projects make sure you highlight those on your resume shake that's going to be very useful because again you don't have the professional experience so what you want to show is what's the practical academic experience that you have now other things shake aside from what you've done in school and and, and in your studies you want to work on your own you need to build your own portfolio of projects as well so start some of some side projects of your own it does not have to be paid work if you can do some freelancing pay work hey that's great but what you want to do is you want to build your start building your own portfolio. So start playing around with things that you learned in, in school. Uh, create work on your own project. Be, be active on GitHub. Have a profile on there. Do some work. Put up your code there. Uh, and, and you want to build that portfolio shake so that at your interviews, you're not some guy who's just talking about, yeah, I learned this, I learned that. Now you can say, yeah, I learned this, I learned this. But here's my portfolio. Uh, do you mind if I open up my laptop or, or uh, uh, you know, if, if there's a computer in the room, you can say, hey, look, can we go to this website? I can show you uh, my portfolio and you can take a look at exactly the quality of my code, what I've done, what I've accomplished, what I'm capable of. So uh, so I guess the point I'm trying to make here, Shake, have some practical things that you can show the interviewer or the recruiter, the hiring manager, whoever it is. Uh, that you can show being being that you're a fresh guy. So look, I hope that helps, Shake. Uh, thank you so much for your question. All right, so moving on to the next question, folks. Uh, let's see here. So Punkage Dubes. So uh, Punkage Punkage says, how to search for jobs in lockdown? Jobs in the market is very less. Abs so firstly, thanks for your question, Punkage. Great, uh, great question, and uh, absolutely a very accurate uh, uh, accurate observation, right? I'm mean, given this current situation of things, folks. The market is not uh, as ideal as it was before, right? I mean, obviously there is a, a slowdown because of COVID and the pandemic. Now, but and and I mentioned this in my uh, in my in my ebook, which by the way is free. So make sure you uh, folks you download it. It's on my website www.deanclovera.com. The name of my ebook is Four Mindset Shifts for a Hostile Job Market. 
Uh, and in it, what I talk about is, look, there's definitely areas of the market where there's going to be and, and probably a large portion of the market where there's no opportunities. But what I want you to do, Pankaj, I need you to do some research, whether that's through the news or, or online on Google. You need to research what parts of the market, despite this whole pandemic going on, what parts of the market are actually benefiting from this or, or, in, or experiencing an increase in demand? Because there's certain sectors in the marketplace that definitely are experiencing an increase or even a spike or a surge in demand right now. Although there's certainly those areas in the market that that's you know experiencing a, a decreased amount of demand. Now, some areas in, uh, experiencing an increase in demand could be um, logistics companies. Uh, it could be a, um, a grocery chains, right? Uh, high demand right now. E-commerce. E-commerce is a very hot area now. Everyone's doing all their purchasing of, of, of stuff like online. Uh, what else? Um, definitely technology infrastructure. A lot of companies who, who, who did not have the technology in place to have their, their employees work remotely uh, are investing into remote, uh, you know, this remote technology infrastructure. Like, so uh, that's another example of, of another area. E-learning. E-learning is a very hot area right now. Uh, there's a huge shift towards online, online training, online learning. So these are some examples, Pankaj, of some industries. And I'm sure you'll find a lot more if you do your research. So go online. Uh, um, you know, or even if you're checking out the news, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> if you're checking out the news, look for those sectors in the market that, that are experiencing high demand. A very important one I totally missed, health, healthcare. Healthcare is a very hot sector right now because there's a lot going on in the healthcare sector, obviously. So Pankaj, my, po- my, my point is, look at those parts of the market experiencing an increase in demand. Like that's where you need to be looking for your, op- for your, uh, your particular uh, skill set in terms of opportunities. Now, there might be some sectors where your skill set is not relevant. I'm not saying to waste your time on those. What I'm saying is get an idea. Where are all the opportunities? Where Where is all the increase in the market right now? Where are all the opportunities? And is there a demand for my skill set within those parts of the market? So hope that helps, Pankaj. That's where you need to be directing your, your search. Uh, so let me see here. Going on to the next question. By the way, thanks for the question, Pankaj, again. Uh, so Justin, Justin, uh, thanks, thanks so much for tuning in, Justin. So Justin says, what are some strong trends that you see in the data science industry? So Justin, uh, from my perspective, what I would suggest is, firstly, what you need to do is again look for those uh, those parts of the market in, uh, experiencing an increase in demand, right? In, in their in their in the in the requirement for their services, their solutions, their products, and all of that. And within those industries, there's definitely probably uh, an increase. I would I would assume there's an increase in demand for analyzing various data in relation to their products and solutions. Are there certain trends that they can anticipate, or how is this current pandemic situation affecting certain parts of the market? I would say, Justin, actually, there's probably a huge demand for data science uh, individuals, like data science, data analytics people, right now, because that data, that information, that help them predict. Okay, what's going to happen now? What are what's the effect? That COVID-19 has had on XYZ uh, within our company or or uh, or product line X, product line Y, product line Z, whatever the case is. Uh, I would say, Justin, data science is a very hot, hot industry right now. You just had to look at those parts of the market where, uh, you know, those companies that are not unfortunately laying off, laying people off, but actually increasing that, that, that increase in demand where they might need individuals from data science, data analytics to come in and, and really help them figure out the data make sense of the data, predict and make those those uh, those models that might help predict what's going to happen moving forward and all of that. So uh, that's what I can get from a recruiter standpoint, just, uh, Justin. So I hope that that helps you in that. So again, look at those parts of the market experiencing that this increase in demand right now for their products, their solutions, their services. Uh, you want to look within those spaces because you know what, with all this data, 
that they have they're trying to make sense of that data obviously and they're going to need people uh, such as yourself who's going to help them make sense of that data you know create those those models that, that are required uh and look that's money right that's money for the organization so they're going to be looking for people like you justin uh so hope that answers your question and again thanks for uh, for your comment um so i'm looking for for more job search related questions okay so i have this comment and unfortunately it doesn't show the name so i'm going to refer to you as mysterious linkedin user thanks so much for tuning in and uh your question is can you please share your experience on project management jobs availability during the lockdown situation yeah so uh mr or mrs mysterious linkedin user uh thanks so much for your question so uh i'm gonna go back to what i mentioned already right like uh you gotta look for for the pm roles and not just pm roles folks anything that you're in whatever your skill set is focus your search on those parts of the market experiencing an increase in demand right now you do not want to be fishing in that in, in a part of the pond where there's no fish right uh, i mean it doesn't make any sense like you can you can have the best fishing rod in the world you can have uh the, the best bait you can have you can smell it could be like a, a gold plated fishing rod but if you're fish if the place you're fishing in the pond is empty there's nothing going on that's a waste of time like you're not you're not you're not fishing effectively or, or efficiently you need to look at where's all the fish where are all the fish right now I, i've used this analogy a lot of times and i'm not i'm not a fishing person okay i know some of you reached out to me you're like hey dean i noticed that you're into fishing <laughs> and you're, you guys some of you guys are trying to connect with me on that but no i'm just using this as an analogy folks I, I know close to nothing about fishing, but I'm just using this as, as an example, as, as a metaphor, as an analogy. You want to look for those parts of the pond where all the fish are. So where are all the fish right now? The fish being those parts in the market that's experiencing an increase in demand or sustained demand for their, for their services, their products, their solutions, and all of that. So you want to look for where all the action is in the pond right now. It might be a much smaller part of the pond. There might be less fish, but that's where you need to be fishing, folks. So you need to do some due diligence and research on your side. So uh, to answer your question, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, LinkedIn user, uh, you want to look for where is all the action right now? Where is all the money inve and investment flowing right now? Which parts of the market is experiencing an increase in demand? And you want to look for your PM, your project management opportunities in those parts of the market. That's how you're going to most effectively plan out your time and use your time because you don't be, you do not want to be wasting your time going after industries or companies uh, that you might like but are not hiring right now. In fact, they're downsizing. Like that's a waste of time. That's not effective use of your time. So my point is look for those parts of the market experiencing an increase in demand and look for your skill set your opportunities within those parts of the market so hope that helps and uh I, i don't know if it's the same person or another mysterious linkedin user says well it looks like it might be a different person but and my face is <laughs> my face is out of the picture but hopefully you guys are okay with that but this person asks uh hi dean hope you are doing well i am a software engineer with more than six years of experience i was on a maternity break last year and returning back to career I have started my job search actively from this February. I'm not being considered by the recruiters <clears throat> as I had a break. And this unfortunate situation is making it worse. Do you have any suggestions for my situation? I will be happy if you can help me here. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to take off the comment just so that all of you can see me. But look, thanks for your question and and look, this is a common situation. And unfortunately, you have come out of your maternity leave uh during a time when we're experiencing a situation such as this. Now what you want to show uh, and, and unfortunately I don't know your name because it doesn't show your name for some reason. Uh but what you would need to do is uh you want to show what you've been doing during your maternity leave like I don't I'm not sure if you've been doing any training any certifications 
uh, or any little side projects you've done to keep to stay on track with software engineering with your skill set you want to highlight those and, and, and make that known because what you want to because look all it takes is is like a year to be away from your core skill set to get rusty right that's the concern that most recruiters and hiring managers would have and uh, it's very possible within software engineering and development as well right like if you're if you're not developing or, or coding for a year I mean, I mean, you guys tell me if you're a coder or developer, uh, put it in the comments. Like, if you stop coding or developing for a year, is it possible you can get a little rusty that you can uh, you can forget certain things? But you're, because you're not doing the same thing over and over every day like you usually are, right? So if you stay like a six months or, or a year away, is it possible it's possible to get rusty? I'd love to hear from the developers. Put it in the comments uh, right now, and uh, let me know. So that's the concern most hiring managers and recruiters would ha would have, uh, you know, for this individual who had that question. So what you want to show is what have what have you been doing uh, with your skill set during your time off? Now, obviously, they're not going to expect you to be putting a whole bunch of time because obviously you were on maternity leave. But what have you been doing to keep keep up on your industry, on your skill set? Uh, have you been uh, coding? Have you been developing? Have you been doing a little, you know, some little hobby hobby projects here and there? Have you been uh, doing any training, any certification? Uh, that's what you want to show because you want to show that, yeah, even though you've been away from from what you do for for like a year, you're still able to hit the ground running. You're still able to still able to keep track on things, and uh, you're still able, still someone that the company can invest in, and uh, and 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 you know, get into get into the space. Uh, now that being said, unfortunately, uh, what we're experiencing right now is is a high level of of increase in, in in available talent, and much fewer opportunities out there, folks. It's a highly competitive market. I'm not trying to discourage all of you, not trying to cause panic, but my responsibility is to give you a, a realistic outlook of what's going on out there, so that you all of you can take the necessary steps and make those adjustments, right? So aside from that, what I would suggest to this individual: look, network, network, network. Now is the time for networking within your industry. Because you want to make those connections with people, you want to have people in your space that 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 are aware of you, and who know that okay, yeah, yeah, she's been off the market for a year, but I can vouch, I know her. Uh, I've worked, maybe I've worked alongside her. She's very, he or she's very good in what she. Well, it's a she because I know she mentioned uh, maternity leave. Uh, she's very good in what she does, and that's what you want to do. And second, and, and the other thing, folks, you need to use this time to establish yourself as a profession, as a as an expert in your space. Make use of LinkedIn. Post uh, post articles, do posts about uh, coding, development, software engineering, and that's how you're gonna get known. Because uh, you need to uh, again, this is a great time to establish yourself as an expert in the space. So look, it's not gonna be an easy uh, an easy situation for you, unfortunately. Uh, you know, for the person who asked the question, because again, it does a much higher level of competition on the market. So what I would suggest, if you haven't done so already. Uh, you know, invest into your skill set. Take some trainings. Take some courses. Take some certifications. If you can't do that, if you don't have the finances to invest in all that, work on your own projects. Start building your own portfolio. Do some work as a freelancer. Go on that website. I can't remember the name of that website. I think it's eWork or uh, you know, someone put it in the comments. I can't. You know that popular freelancing website, right? Do some work on that. And 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 if you're not, if, if the pay is not ideal, hey, who cares? Like what you need to do right now. Is show that you're not rusty, that you're someone who can come on board with the company and hit the ground running, right? So uh, hope that helps and, you know, all the best in your search. I know it's some tough times that we're in. Uh, okay, so let me see. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for more questions here, folks. So uh, let's see here. So Vibor, uh, Vibor has a question. Vibor, thanks so much for tuning in and thanks for your question. So uh, Vibor Sharma says, how do you see Canada government job in IT department from job security perspective? Do we see layoff in government job as well? 
So Vibor, great question. Now Vibor is asking, like, is there job security in the government sector? Like, if I have an IT job in the government sector. Uh, so now Vibor, obviously government is huge. It depends on what department or, or or division you're in within the government. But from what from what I understand, look, government is an essential service. Government probably is not going to go go out of business. Uh, again, depending on what kind of project the division or, or or the part within the government you're working on, right? It does, it is dependent on that, right? Okay, so keep this in mind. But other than that, for the most part, Vibor, at a at a high level, I would say government is a great place to be because uh, you know there's stability in the job, um, and depending on whether the whatever project you're working on is is well funded, and there's a demand for for whatever uh, you're working on, uh, you should be. I mean, you should be pretty pretty good, and and it should be well and secure. Now. That being said, it depends on what kind of project you're working on. And again, is there funding? Is there demand for it? Is there any risk of, of your project getting getting cut uh, in terms of the funding? So those are some other aspects you had to consider, Vibor. So make sure you look into that. But for the most part, at a high level, folks, at a very high level, abstract level, uh, government is a great, great, is a great uh, industry to be in because it's an essential service right now. It's in demand. I'm, I'm hearing that there's a lot, lot of opportunities within the government space. So make sure you look into that. I hope that helps, uh, Vibor. And thanks for your question. Uh, so I have a question from, uh, let's see here, Eric Lima. Eric says, uh, I have a Canada holiday, Canada working. Sorry, let me just put this on the, the screen. Yeah, Eric, thanks so much for your question. So Eric asks, hi, I have a Canada working holiday visa. I was going to Canada on March 18th, but I can't due to the coronavirus situation. Are employers hiring people that are not in Canada? So Eric, great question. And, and you know, I'm sorry to hear about your situation because look, folks, a lot of talented people who were supposed to come here uh, to Toronto, unfortunately, those things, those things and those plans have been put on hold and a lot of people have been reaching out to me about this. So Eric is in a similar situation. So Eric, to answer your question, uh, here's the reality of the situation, Eric, right? I mean, right now, like there's been a whole bunch of layoffs and a whole bunch of people who are now available locally, locally here in Toronto, right? So I'm assuming, uh, Eric, you're asking about Toronto. Uh, that's where I'm at. That's the city that I know the most about. So what you have is a whole bunch of available talent that are locally on the ground here in Toronto. Now, unless your skill set is something that is high in demand, but difficult to find here in uh, here itself in Toronto, given the fact that we have so much available talent, most organizations will have a hard time justifying looking for people outside of outside of Toronto, like let, let alone outside of the country, even outside of Toronto, even outside of the province or, or even outside of uh uh, you know, the country, right? Because there's so much available talent right now, people locally here in Toronto who have lost their jobs, who are available on the market. So it's kind of difficult for a company to justify looking outside of the country for for, for bringing in someone that when there's so much available talent here locally uh, on the ground in Toronto. So that's the reality of the situation, Eric. Now, I'm not discouraging you. I mean, definitely, I would suggest you, you know, definitely keep applying for any roles which interest you. Uh, keep connecting with uh, with key decision makers, uh, stakeholders at companies which interest you. If nothing else, Eric, build those relationships so that when things clear up and you're able to finally get over here, uh, at least you have some existing relationships that uh, that you've built uh, th th that might be able to, uh, you know, may or may not be able to help you uh, upon arrival, depending on how, how long this situation goes for. So thanks so much for your question, uh, Eric. And I hope that helps. And, and look, Eric, all the best. And, uh, you know, don't give up on your plans to come here. Uh, you know, Toronto is a great city, always looking for, for talented people. It's just that this whole situation, right? We were all caught off guard. Um, so going on to the next question, um, let's see here. So Jeevan says, Jeevan says, uh, IT infrastructure support requirement like VMware. Okay, I'm, I'm, I guess that's not a question. I, I guess uh, that's just a, a, a comment. 
Um, so let me see here. I'm going on to the next one. Uh, so Ibu Kunu, uh, sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, by the way. Ibu Kuno Lua uh, Samuel uh, says, uh, Hi Dean, are there opportunities for interns in the tech space? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, I mean, to what degree? I'm not sure. There's definitely, I mean, like it goes back to what I said before, right? You got to look for those parts of the market where there's an there is a demand, uh, there is a demand for that sector, and you want to look for your intern opportunities within those spaces. And what I would advise is don't just depend on applying for what's advertised on company websites. Now's a great time if you're looking for internships. Don't be shy to pick up the phone, call into companies that might be, again, experiencing that increase in demand and, and introducing yourself and saying, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for an internship. Uh, any opportunities at your company, feel free to do that. And that's a good way to, to bypass all those people who might be applying, you know, through applications or resumes and not being able to get anything. So um, hope that helps. And, and, and yeah, there's definitely internships. You just got to look in the right places. And it, this goes back to what I mentioned before. Uh, so next question, next question. Uh, so Natalie, Natalie, thanks for your question. Uh, so Natalie says, I'm looking for a remote accounting internship. I'm on LinkedIn and Handshake looking every day, rewriting cover letters and messaging some recruiters. Any tips to guide me in the right direction? So Natalie, thanks for your question. And again, um, uh, again, Natalie, so my focus is primarily on the IT sector. Like I'm, I'm, I recruit for IT, so I can't say I'm well informed about the accounting and, and, and non-IT sector. But for accounting, I would I would say that the same principles apply. You want to look at those parts of the market where there is there is a visible increase in demand for for whatever that the industry is, and you want to look for your accounting opportunities or accounting internship within those parts of the market. And again, don't depend on just applying for actual applications or, or emailing your resume and stuff like that. Uh, given that you're looking for an internship, feel free to call into the company, introduce yourself and ask if they're looking to hire any interns, right? Uh, because you're looking for for experience right now and you're looking for opportunities. And, uh, uh, you know, that's what I would suggest, Natalie. So, so again, sorry, I can't give more specific advice because again, I recruit for IT, but the principle is still the same, right? You want to look for those parts of the market where the demand is and look for your skill set, look for those um, those internships within those parts of the market. Hope that helps, uh, Natalie. Thanks for your question. All right, going on to the next question. Next question. So I have, uh, so Jaya Krishna uh, Vadi says, Hi, Dean, really appreciate the work you're doing in these hard times. Yeah, no, no worries, Jaya, my pleasure. Uh, what do you think about the opportunities for mainframe developers in Canada? Okay, great question. Now, Jaya, you know, having recruited in, in the, the software engineering and development space, there's definitely those, uh, those, th there are definitely certain industries whereby there's, there's more so of a visible need for, for mainframe developers. So right off the top, I'm thinking, uh, the banking sector, uh, insurance, maybe some government, some areas of government, uh, uh, you know, maybe retail as well. Uh, so, I mean, it's much more, I mean, the opportunities are not, not, not as broad as maybe, you know, other, other, other types of, uh, you know, software engineers and developers, right? So what you need to do, Jaya, again, you need to, you need to do, this is where you need to do some research. So research, uh, those organizations that might have, that, that definitely have mainframe systems in place or, or who provide maybe mainframe consulting services and, and, and uh, mainframe software, uh, consulting services, uh, you want to do your research, Jaya, look in those areas. And, and uh, you want to look for your mainframe development opportunities in those areas. Like I said, the, the demand for mainframe developers, I wouldn't say there's a need that's that's as aggressive as maybe, you know, your, your Java developers, your uh, your .NET developers, your, your uh, you know, uh, or, or on the front end, you know, the JavaScript developers and, and on the data science side, uh, you know, those kind of developers. So, um, you know, th that's where I, I see most of the software engineering and software development opportunities. But 
the mainframe side, you want to look at what what organizations still have those mainframe systems in place and have that requirement for mainframe programmers. And that's what you want to look at, Jaya. So you, you would have to do some research at your end. But from what I've seen, Jaya, as I mentioned, you want to look at the banking sector. You want to look at uh, insurance. You want to look at retail, although retail might be hammered really bad, unfortunately, right now, given the situation. But you still want to you, you still might want to look there. And uh, finally, what was the other one I said? Uh, government. You want to look into the government as well. So hope that helps, Jaya. And thanks for your question. Uh, so Chengir, hey Chengir, thanks so much for tuning in. Chengir is a great guy to follow, uh, folks. Make sure you follow him. He puts a lot of great uh, job search tips and advice. Uh, so Chengir says, tech startups are hiring for IT professionals. It is a great time. I'm hiring a full stack developer, and I have some other software engineering positions. Send me a connect. Let's talk. Yeah. So there you go, folks. So look these uh these lives i do folks is a great opportunity for all of you to connect with each other right so feel free to network with each other so look chengir is saying that he has some uh, full stack development opportunities so make sure you uh, connect with if you're a software developer connect with chengir find out what he's working on see if there's any way that uh you know you you both can uh, mutually benefit each other so again thanks chengir by the way folks if you're open to networking this is an opportunity for you to expand your network right Put it in the comments. Yes, I'm open to networking right now. And and you, all of you should be connecting with each other and expanding each of your, your respective, uh, uh, you know, networks. And so this is a great opportunity. So put in the comments, folks, if you're open to networking, say, hey, my name is so-and-so. I'm open to networking. Feel free to connect with me. Feel free to add with me. Uh, sorry, add me. Put in the comments. I want to help, uh, help all of you expand your network as well. All right. So thanks again, Chengir, for that. Uh, oh, Chengir also says popped up to say hi, Dean. Man who elevates my game on LinkedIn. <laughs> appreciate that, Chengir. I appreciate that comment, and thanks so much for tuning in. And again, make sure you follow Chengir, folks. He he puts a lot of great great uh, content. Uh, so uh, let's see here. So Jillian, I have a uh, I have a question from Jillian. So Jillian, thank you so much for tuning in. I have to pop my head up like this, but uh, I know all of you can see me. Look. So uh, Jillian says I have my heart set on a promotion in the healthcare sector. I've been working in my current role for two months. My leadership skills and strategic planning have definitely been noticed. Do you have tips for asking for an internal promotion? In the past, I've applied to five promotions. I met for coffee with my potential new coworker, but didn't receive the role each time. Maybe I need a new strategy. So uh, Jillian, thanks for your question. And folks, uh, I mean, this is a great question. So what Jillian's basically saying is, look, she's been in her current position for about two months. She's really striving to get a promotion internally at the company. Uh, so, and she's tried out for a few times, like what, and she's had some coffee chats and, and things like that. Uh, what can you, what can she do? What, what further can she do? What's the strategy? So, so Jillian, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're still tuned in, but that's a great question. And I appreciate you putting that because this is a, this is a situation a lot of people, you know, go through now, now I have described, I guess I've kind of described on this topic, uh, in my, in my free ebook, by the way, uh, uh, Jillian. And for those of you watching, so if you haven't, if you haven't downloaded it, it's on my website, it's on my profile, triple W deankulawira.com it's a free ebook you don't need to provide your email or anything like that but in this ebook I, I described the four mindset shifts for a hostile job market and one of the things I, I, I discuss in the book is and the first mindset shift is uh, you need to look at where you're at currently like what are the opportunities uh, where you're currently at and what I would advise to you Jillian is uh, whatever role you're you're aiming for uh, start operate if at all possible start taking on those responsibilities as soon as possible even right now like i'm not sure if that's if that's feasible for you in your current position but start taking on those extra responsibilities now i know you might think well you know maybe you know they're not paying me you know for that kind of a job it's gonna you know result in an increase in uh in workload for me uh, and look jillian i'm not saying to affect your work-life balance 
All I'm saying is in the eight, eight hours that you're working, try to pack in as much punch as you can um, into your workday, right? So assuming your, your core responsibilities, your, your core day-to-day tasks are, are dealt with and they're handled, what, you, what I want you to do is uh, take on responsibilities for the position that you're aiming for. So you want to you wanna take on those responsibilities. So maybe you speak with your manager, you can say, hey, look, um, you know, what are some additional tasks and responsibilities I can do in area XYZ? Uh, assuming area XYZ is what you're looking for, ideally, uh, like uh, in terms of the position you're aiming for. Uh, so what you want to lo- do, Jillian, is look for th- those types of opportunities and start acting and behaving as if you already have that role. Right. And, th- and this is a great strategy because, look, if, 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 they, if they are c- considering people for internal prom- promotions, uh, uh, you know, the thought process behind the hiring team or, or whatever team is responsible for that position you're aiming for. Uh, you want them to think, hey, look, you know what? Jillian's been doing these responsibilities anyway, so we're not going to have to hire her if, if, if we promote her into this position. So let's just let's just consider her for this position. So what you want to do, Jillian, you want to put yourself in a position where you're the first person that they think about simply because you've already been taking these tasks and responsibilities that might be beyond your pay grade or, or, or above what you're, you're being uh, you know, paid or whatnot. Uh, but you're taking on these additional responsibilities that are most relevant to whatever role that interests you. So, so I guess the long story short, Jillian, do the things that you want to get into. So if, if you're aiming for some, some other position, start taking on those responsibilities, start doing, uh, what you would, what you feel, uh, would be an asset to, to, to the, to the team that's looking to hire for that position internally at the company. So you want to show how you want to show that you're, you're already taking on those tasks, taking on, on those additional responsibilities that make you an attractive candidate for whatever this internal role is. Um, so, you, because you need to look at it from, from the hiring team's perspective, right? Because, because they need to take a look at, okay, uh, who can we consider for this role? And look, if you're already taking on responsibilities uh, in relation to that position, you're going to be someone that they're going to consider. Like, uh, now I'm not guaranteeing that they're going to consider you, but you know what? They're definitely going to, you know, keep you in mind because you're, again, you're already taking on responsibilities, uh, you know, for this position that you're aiming for. You're already doing the work. You're already connecting with maybe stakeholders, influencers, and teammates uh, for the role that you're uh, you're you're uh, you're interested in, and you're already behaving in a way that that you you already have this role. So so I would say, take ownership of whatever role you're aiming for, Jillian, and and see if you can take take on those responsibilities right now. Don't wait for for yourself to get that promotion. Just start doing it right off the bat, if at all possible. Now. Whether or not that's feasible, it depends on your role and your in your skill set, Jillian. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what your uh, title is, but uh, I hope this uh, this helps you in, in in formulating a new strategy whereby you're already doing those tax and responsibilities, so that you're you, so that you make yourself an attractive candidate for that promotion because they're like, hey, look, you know what? Jillian's already doing this work that that that's expected of someone in this role. Uh, if we take her on, we're not going to have to train other people. So you know what? Let's just go with Jillian. So put yourself in that kind of a position, Jillian. I hope that helps. Um, and uh, Justin said, thanks. Hey, no worries, Justin. Appreciate that. Hope that uh, hope that helped you. Uh, uh, you know, that data science uh, information helped you. Uh, let's see more questions. Uh, so Punk, uh, I guess Punkaj is clarifying his uh, his question. So Punkaj says, thanks, Dean. I'm more into .NET developer. I have more than six years experience. Now I start a job search in European companies, but jobs portable doesn't help me much. I need something you suggest me better way. Yeah, so I, I, th- I guess I covered that Punkaj. Again, look for, even in Europe, you want to look at those parts of the market, those, those industries, those companies experiencing an increase in demand. So uh, that's where you want to look for opportunities in relation to your skill set. So I hope that helps uh, uh, Punkaj. Um, 
so I'm going to go on to the next question. So, uh, someone's, uh, so someone says, Hey Dean, hope it's, hope all is going well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, I don't see some of your names. So I don't know if it's that that's because we're not connected or something. Uh, so Terry, Hey Terry, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope everything's going well. So Terry brought up a great comment here, folks. So Terry says networking is key landed a scrum master opportunity due to my context. Uh, Terry, thanks so much for t- for sharing that, folks. I can't stress this enough. Networking is extremely important. And look, if you're if you're joining these live calls, start with the networking right now. Like, put in the comments that you're uh, that you're open to networking. You need to be networking and making friends with each other. If you're watching this, that's something for you to connect with. You can say, hey, 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 I saw you commenting on Dean's uh, live stream, uh, and and that's how you, and that's how you build connections with, with each other, right? Start from there and connect with each other. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, Terry. Great, uh, great comment. Completely, hundred percent agree with you, folks. You need to be networking. And uh, it's a great, it's a, uh, and like Terry says, it's helped him land his uh, his his next opportunity. So thanks for sharing that, te- uh, Terry. Uh, and yeah, Terry put up another comment. He says, uh, Terry says, uh, okay. So he he actually mentioned organization hiring. So look into that, folks. That that's uh, that's a lead right there. And and see, this is this is one of the benefits you get because actually a lot of you, uh, Terry. Uh, by the way, shout out to you, Terry, because Terry always does this. He shares organizations that are hiring right now. Um, you might be able to get intel like this, right? When you join these kind of live streams. So uh, thanks so much for sharing that, Terry. So those of you uh, actively looking, check that out. See if they might be looking for someone with your skill set. Um, so going on to the next question, uh, Justin says, "How many projects should people with no experience put in their portfolio? How would we find good projects?" Um, okay, so, um, so let me read that again. I'm not sure I understand. So Justin's asking, "How many projects should people with no experience put in their portfolio? How would we find good projects?" Okay, so in really in regards to your first part of your question, Justin, you want to put in as many standout projects as you can, right? Now you're saying that you're you don't have project experience, so I'm I would assume Justin, you're maybe you're from a different field. You're trying to get into data science, maybe. So you want to work on your own projects. So start out, start again, folks. Whatever you learn, maybe you took a certification or training or whatever. Put that learning into practice. Start your own uh, hobby project or personal project where you can speak about what you, what you were uh, what you learn and put it into practical use. So and if you don't have any professional experience, like I mentioned before, you need to develop your own project. So so Justin, my suggestion is as many projects as possible and and try to make it you know as standout as possible you know something that that really captures the other person's attention uh something that really stands out and 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 have have a couple of them three four five i don't know whatever whatever it takes right have as many as possible because you because what because uh, what captures one person's attention might be different from what captures another person's attention right if, if you're if you're speaking to like a uh, uh i don't know like a team lead what captures a team lead's attention might be very different from what captures a manager's attention might be different from what captures a uh, a director's attention uh, it might be different from what captures a vp a c level executive's attention so you want to have a variety of projects justin that might 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 appeal very differently to these different different individuals and people and i'm just speaking about titles but look folks personality background experience like this will affect how someone views or, or whether or not your project captures their attention so i always suggest have a have a have a multitude of projects that you can show justin so hope that helps and i guess that kind of answers answers the second part of your question like how would we find good projects have a variety of projects justin because you never know what's going to capture the other person's attention and you want to make it as much as possible to appeal to the person who, who you're meeting with or who you're showing your projects to so hope that helps uh, justin thanks so much for your question uh bertha says uh terry goods networking is everything yeah absolutely bertha um definitely a great great uh great insight by terry 
and uh yeah uh, absolutely networking is, uh, is very important uh, folks uh so this person is oh, sorry uh, unfortunately i don't see your name but uh you know uh, appreciate that I'm, I'm glad that your your advice uh, sorry my advice is helpful and i hope you're doing great as well and, and keeping well um sorry uh, yeah uh, so jillian says very helpful awesome sounds good uh, jillian I'm, I'm i'm glad that advice was helpful uh so sandra sandra roca says congratulations terry i've been improving my network and my skills to achieve a position as po in canada awesome sandra i hope that works out well and uh yeah folks networking is very important so i'm just going to showcase a few people who said that they're open to networking so make sure you look them up in the comments and 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 network with them folks now folks when when i say networking that's that does not mean you reach out to someone and say hey help, can you help me find a job that's not the way to network you need to build a relationship first right uh and the and you can it can start off with just what i was discussing today maybe some of the projects uh, sorry some of the topics i discussed today caught caught your attention and uh, you can reach out to the people that are open to networking and say hey what did you think about uh, what dean said about this and this and you know take on the chat from there and you can share each of your individual experiences build that relationship that's how you build a strong network folks and 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 keep in touch uh so look jillian said she's open to networking so folks feel free to network with jillian right and uh who else uh city city uh city thanks so much for tuning in and watching so city's open and networking uh let's see who else uh sandeep sandeep shout out to sandeep thanks so much for tuning in so sandeep is open and networking uh jay hey how's it going jay thanks so much for tuning in so look jay is open to networking as well uh so a lot of great people open to networking folks so make sure you connect with each other don't just uh, i mean it's great that you're you're you know I'm, I'm of course here to help you out with with uh, job search tips and advice but uh network with each, with each other folks uh these connections you never know they might last for the next maybe for the next you know few weeks few months few few years you might build like a, a decades worth friendship like who knows right uh you never know so always be networking with each other and uh, and build a relationship uh so tanvir tanvir hey uh, thanks for tuning in tanvir so tanvir says hi i'm a recent grad looking for entry-level positions would love to connect with all of you yeah see so tanvir is open to connection connecting with people as well so feel free to connect with tanvir folks and uh look and and by the way folks remember uh, it, when you reach that point in networking where you're able to uh you know ask for some help from the other person and remember you have to earn that ask you have to earn that right right remember it's a two-way thing you can't just uh ask you have to give as well it's it's give and take you have to give 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 and and that puts you in a position where where it's okay for you to you know ask for help ask for help from 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 your network from from whoever you're you're in touch with it's not just about what you can get folks it's about what you can give so so before i wrap this thing up and i and i will get into the the remaining questions but before i wrap this thing up i want all of you to think about okay yeah there's definitely a lot that i need right now i need a lot of help i need a lot of advice i need job opportunities i need this i need that completely understand that but folks i want you to think about what are you able to give right what are you giving what are you giving linkedin if you're not getting a lot from linkedin maybe you're not giving enough right think about that you're all experts in your space like i see so many talented people who are commenting and, and and all of that so what i want everyone to think about is okay it's completely fine that you want to get something out of this i totally get that but i want all of you to think about what you can give now it doesn't have to be video i know it's kind of nerve-wracking like it's very like i've been doing this video thing for a while so i'm i'm comfortable with it i'm not saying you need to go on video but folks you need to think about uh you know what expertise do you have that you can share with the world uh some experience that you have well maybe it's some challenge you face uh whatever your area of expertise folks uh you know do do like i mean one post a week is that too much 
if not one post a week, one post a day. Like just write about something that might be helpful for someone else out there in your network. Uh, maybe it's something simple as just motivational. Like how are you keeping keeping motivated right now <clears throat> when things are so uh, you know distraught and, and chaotic? Do a post about that. That might be helpful for someone. Like what strategies are you using to stay positive? Right. I mean, that's something you can give to your network. So whatever it is, folks, like put 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 some help out there as well. And if you're not receiving any help, if you're not getting any help, and this is something I love to say is if you're if you're not seeing the help out there that you need, then be the help that you wish you had. Right. That's my advice to you. And and, and make sure you keep and, and I'll say that again. If you don't see the help out there for yourself, then be the help that you never had. Be the help that you never had, folks. And, and, and the universe will respond. I guarantee that. So uh, moving on. And, and again, uh, I see a lot of people that are open to networking, which is great. Uh, and let's see here. So, uh, so, all right. So, so Jay says, can you share some information regarding small scale manufacturing industry and how is it growing in Canada? So Jay, that's a great question. Unfortunately, I'm not the right person to ask about the manufacturing sector. I can't say I'm well informed about that sector. Um, you know, my, uh, my particular, uh, focus, sorry, excuse me. My, my particular focus is more so on the on the IT skill set, uh, Jay. Uh, the manufacturing sector, I mean, I have recruited in that sector for IT here and there, but I can't say I'm well informed. So look, folks, if anyone in the in the, who's watching this uh, is well informed about the manufacturing sector, you want to help Jay out with some information, I guess he has some questions in terms of uh, the small scale manufacturing industry and how is it growing in Canada? reach out to reach out to jay folks so this this goes back to what i said before about helping others it's not just about what you can get are you also helping others so look if any of you watching this are well informed about the manufacturing industry the small scale manufacturing industry connect with jay reach out to jay see if you can uh you know help him out with whatever questions he has so hope that helps uh jay uh kinar says kinar hi dean thanks for your advice these days i see the job description for a business analyst requesting coding skills in addition to ba requirement do you see any change in the expectation? Uh, so, firstly, yeah, and, um, I appreciate your feedback, Kinara, and, and uh, you know, thanks for that. Uh, so, uh, Kinara, it depends on what the role is. Like for the most part, I mean, business analysts are not expected to be hands-on coders and developers. Now, that being said, it could depend on the organization. I mean, I, you know, maybe there are some organizations, and I would say maybe smaller size organizations that might require someone who's who's very multifaceted like that. So, someone who's who's a BA, but also can do hands-on coding and development. I mean that's possible, but on a large scale, Kinar, I would not say that there's that this is some new trend where they're expecting business analysts to do hands-on coding and development as well. Uh, again, I'm, I'm a, it sounds like this could be a smaller size organization, Kinar. It could depend on the type of project you're working on, uh, and it could be simply that maybe this organization is, is experienced is, is contracting, right? They're they're very limited in their resources, so they want someone who can do it all, who can do the business analyst thing plus the coding and development, and all that. But uh, Kinar, again. In terms of a large sale scale trend, no, I do not see that as a large scale trend. Uh, I'm not seeing BAs that are required to do coding and development. So hope that helps, Kinar, and thanks so much for your uh, uh, your question and for tuning in. Uh, so what else? Uh, so I see. So Raghav asks, "Hi, what is the current demand like for French-speaking candidates in Toronto?" So Raghav, uh, I wouldn't say French is uh, like a strong requirement here in Toronto. Like, uh, I mean, maybe here and there are some organizations depending on, on uh, you know, if it's a situation, for example, where, where the IT team, you know, they have an out, uh, an offshore team in like a French speaking region or a French speaking country. 
uh, that's a different scenario then in that case yeah there 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 is a requirement or a preference for someone who speaks french but for the most part here in toronto like it's not really uh, I, i don't see it as a real hot demand for uh you know french speaking people so i mean mostly those kind of requirements are like in in quebec like montreal quebec city that kind of thing sorry not quebec city but uh, montreal um or or the various parts of uh, quebec but here in toronto i mean it does happen here and there where they they, they require a french speaker but for the most part not really Uh, not really um, much of a like like a high demand or, or anything of that sort but again depends on on the on the skill set the position i'm assuming you're an it person but if you were to ask me is there a demand for french speaking customer service people then my my response would be different then i would say absolutely there, there's definitely a demand for that because uh, that bilingualism is required right in, in a lot of customer service roles so it depends you got to make that assessment raghav, uh, raghav so hope that helps and uh let's see here so raghav says is the pay scale also different for certain positions for french speaking candidates over the candidates who do not speak french yeah it's possible raghav it's possible uh because again the, the french speaking aspect like if if someone has that aspect and it's considered an, an asset or or something highly desire, desirable in the role uh, absolutely it would be definitely i mean I'm, i'm i would assume that the company would be willing to pay some more for for someone who has the the additional french french component um So I think that's pretty much it. So Kinar says, "Thank you, Dean, for your comments, and I'm open for networking." Awesome, yeah. So folks, uh, Kinar is open for networking as well. Uh, so feel free to connect with him. So again, folks, thank you so much. Uh, so that that looks like I'm at the end of the comments. Uh, Kinar, thanks so much for tuning in, and folks, feel free to network with each other. I hope this uh, segment was helpful. And another reminder, folks, before I sign off and, and let all of you go, remind uh, reminder tomorrow, mark your calendars tomorrow, t- 2 p.m. Two o'clock, two uh, p.m. Eastern Time Zone. I will be going live again for my new weekly show, and it's it's uh, job. It's I'm tentatively calling it Job Search Chat, but uh, I'll be speaking with the job search experts, and we will be speaking about everything job search related. My guest tomorrow is Gurpreet Korman. She's very active on on uh, social media, specifically on on LinkedIn. She speaks a lot about uh, various job search topics. Uh, she's also provides job search uh, career coaching as well. Uh, so we'll, we're going to be speaking about a whole bunch of uh, job search related topics. So again, 2 p.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time Zone. Make sure you mark your calendar because again, LinkedIn does not consistently provide you with these notifications when I go live. So make sure you mark your calendar tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. If you don't get the notification at 2 p.m., just go to my profile, go to my activity section, and it should show that I'm live. And just click on that, and and you should be able to tune in. So that's it from me, folks. I hope this session was helpful. Thank you so much for everyone for tuning in. I hope. Hope my uh, my my insights were helpful. Everybody, stay safe, stay positive, and uh, you know what? Again, give, folks. You got to be able to give as well. Give and take. It's about give and take. So build your networks. Stay positive. Keep taking action, and uh, we're gonna make it through this. It's not gonna be easy. It, it, I know it's tough, but we're all gonna make through make it through this. All right. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Take care.